Hello runners. How are you all doing? This is Coach Bala here. Uh, so excited to come back to you with yet another episode of podcast with runners, fellow runners, coaches, uh, luminaries from other fields all related to running. And uh, for those of you who are seeing this for the first time or hearing uh, an episode like this for the first time, I got to tell you, man, this is one of the uh, more sought out content that we deliver uh, time to time, about six to seven such podcasts we uh, we aim for in a season. And the idea here is let us hear from others. The learning should not happen only from coaches to the runners from top down. It should also be 360 degrees from fellow runners, other luminaries that are connected uh, directly or indirectly with the sport so that it's all about learning, as you all know. So it is within that construct, I am extremely excited to bring in uh, two of my very good friends. In fact, one of them is my teacher, my yoga teacher, uh, to talk about this very important, interesting uh, field of yoga. And uh, I'm sure we have discussed this in the past. Yoga and running goes very closely together. Uh, but that said, you know, there is always a lot of questions, fundamental to advanced questions people have. And I myself have had for a long time. And uh, recently, uh, I gotten introduced in a very structured manner, thanks to the two friends that uh, you all are seeing. And I'm just uh, impressed. So this podcast is about that. Let's first, uh, but before we do all of that, let me first warmly invite my two guests to the program. Welcome, uh, ladies. Uh, and why don't I allow you to first introduce yourself a little bit, and then we can go from there. Please go ahead. Thank you, Bala. Thank you very much for the opportunity and for having us here. Um, I can go first. So my name is uh, Madhu Goenka. I grew up in India, in Calcutta, um, in an environment with uh, actually a very heavy focus on yoga and naturopathy. My my grandfather uh, used to be an, uh, an ardent practitioner of yoga, and he ran an institute for natu naturopathy and yoga and dedicated last 20 years of his life, basically uh, healing patients uh, using natural remedies. So that's kind of my background. I moved to the U.S. in 2001 for my MBA in College of William and Mary, Williamsburg, Virginia. It's a beautiful little town. Um, love that. And um, since then, for the past 19 years, uh, I've been in financial services in the large banks and working in various capacities. Um, most recently in the last, I would say not recently, last 10 years, I've been in uh, Wilmington, Delaware. I live with my husband and two girls, 16 years and 11 years. They keep me immensely busy, as you can relate as well. <laughs> so that's my life in terms of my very briefly on my yoga journey. Um, it started a few years ago when I was diagnosed with various health issues. And the most prominent of them was migraines. Um, which was really coming in the way of my day-to-day -day activities. There were days, sometimes weeks, I was not able to do things. And that's when a close relative of mine introduced me to a yoga teacher from India uh, who had a university degree, like Dimple, we have, and who was a licensed yoga therapist. Both were new concepts to me that time, but it changed my life. I did one-to-one -one yoga therapy three days a week through video call and just changed my life. And that basically inspired my family and I to essentially close this gap and, you know, just bring this service uh, at scale to people. And hence, we decided to form Fitness Korea. Amazing. And I'm sure, Madhu, we'll talk a little bit more about that today. Um, so, you know, what I, what I love about these introductions is I always see 
so many connections that inadvertently happen in these introductions. Like, for instance, I already see three very interesting things between you and I, uh, which I don't think so we have talked about before. Uh, one, a father of two daughters, mother of two daughters, a parent of two daughters. It's always a very special uh, a feeling to have lovely daughters around. So I'm sure you're enjoying time with them. Uh, you should enjoy it more because it goes away very quickly. My elder daughter is now 24 and uh, hardly have any time with them. I feel that uh, I should have spent more time when they are like that age, 16 to 11. Um, and then the second one is, uh, you know, I did my graduation in Calcutta as well. So uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I was in Calcutta. I was in, uh, you know, Marine Engineering School in uh, in the uh, Karakpur area. That's where I was. And so Calcutta is a very special place for me as well. So that's the second one I saw. And third one, when you said College of William and Mary, uh, I mean, I'll tell you, a legend in runner's heart. And my very close friend, uh, and she's just legend in all, by any stretch of definition from a running standpoint. In fact, she's not even from this universe. She's from a different <laughs> galaxy. And her I name, think I know uh, what you're talking about. <laughs> her name is Sonia Hoja. And uh, she also from the, she graduated from the same college. And I think she's your classmate. Is that right? Very close batchmate. We spent many hours together those two years in the MBA uh, program. Wow. Well, did she even run at those and She was always, always different. She was, you know, very persistent, hardworking and different. But I did not know she could do this. That did potential of what she's doing now, I could not imagine. Did you believe it when I told you that she's this this Uber next galaxy runner right now? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't believe it back then. <laughs> See, so runners, that's what I'm talking about. World is small and uh, you can be a world class anything if you just put your mind to it. And uh, that's what Sonia did and shown that example on all of us, right? But thank you, Madhu. Welcome to the program. That's been an awesome introduction. Um, let me invite the next guest. Please go ahead and introduce yourself. Thank you, Bala, for this opportunity. I'm really glad to be here. I'm Dimple. I stayed in Maharashtra, Jalgaon. I've studied, I've completed my schooling, I've completed my degree there itself. And even a degree in naturopathy and yogic sciences from Jalgaon. And currently, I'm staying in Bangalore. And I've completed my master's in yoga therapy from Bangalore. And even working here itself now as a yoga therapist and same in the same constant field, yoga as well as fitness, where it requires a lot of Amazing. And I, I gather you're also uh, 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 used to start, uh, began your sort of in school, you used to represent college for volleyball. Is that right? Yeah, that's completely correct that I used to represent my college, my schooling. I have an inter-university player as a volleyball and even for running. And at that was the correct time when I was introduced for yoga. And it really helped me a lot to do that because I really found that it was very difficult for me without that, without that relaxation to continue with that. But now it's really good. Like I realize what different it is after going to yoga. And now currently I'm preparing for my PhD in yoga therapy. PhD in yoga, folks. We are talking of some serious, uh, serious yoga talent here, both in terms of uh, uh, practitioner as well as theory behind it. And I must tell you, uh, I say I, 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 we will discuss this more, but I got introduced to yoga thanks to Madhu and Dimple and a few others recently. And I almost feel I'm my career path in running has changed five degrees or few degrees. And as you all know, as we keep running more, the degrees will take into a completely different path. Hopefully, you know, even if I am in the same trajectory, it will be somewhere very different than what I used to be before. And I'm experiencing it. And Dimple is my teacher. 
and I'm so glad that uh, I have her um, for teaching and we'll discuss it a little bit more on this. PhD in yoga, master's in yoga and uh, naturopathy as well, a runner, an athlete. Um, and, you know, what else do you want? We have a perfect audience here uh, to discuss this beautiful topic of yoga. Uh, which, which school and college you went to, um, uh, uh, Dimple? I was in St. Lawrence School, which was a convent school. And for college, for yoga specifically, it was Swami Vivekananda Yoga Anusanda, like SVSI University, which is almost a top-rated university where they have a concept of yoga therapy. In the same campus, we have hospital as well as the research lab. So we don't have to go out for our study, our curriculum. And it's really, it was really a very good journey for me. When I was there, it was a completely residential program where we are not stepping out of a college very easily and completely staying into the same environment and studying there itself. Of course, it's always fun. It's always fun to do that. And PhD, is there any particular focus? Like, you know, you normally do a certain research or something on something, right? Yeah. So uh, as a part of my master's, master's program, we were even having that research project to be submitted. Yeah. So I have completed research in diabetic peripheral neuropathy to create a yoga module based on the studies which have been already there available. And on that basis, taking a validation from multiple yoga experts in the field of diabetes, I have pre- prepared a yoga module. And I, I really want to go with the feasibility. Like once the testing of the program has been done very well, that can be really useful for multiple people around. Because nowadays when it comes like, we have a lot of population suffering with diabetic conditions. Yeah, I know. So I work on that a lot. That's awesome. I mean, uh, it's so, so Madhu, this diabetes and running also is a phenomenal positive connection. I've had so many examples in my group where people had a, a pretty high A1C and then ran for two seasons and suddenly their diabetologist says, hey, stop their medicines. You're out of the diabetic range. And people are like amazed. And there is a, I'm sure, uh, you know, um, uh, Dimple can add more light when we talk later. There is a connection between a proper systematic uh, workouts and diabetes and, uh, you know, stimulation of the pancreas and that type of stuff, I'm assuming. Uh, But hey, guys, this is awesome. Can't wait to get started with a little bit more discussion. Welcome to the program. Thank you for your time. Um, We clearly have the raw material and the firepower to discuss yoga and yoga for running right now. But now let us dump it down here. Of course, I'm not a PhD, nor are the people who are uh, below. So let's start with a dumb question. I want to start off with a very dumb question. What is yoga? Please help me understand this simple question. And maybe Madhu, you want to offer some thoughts and then we can go to Dimple. Yeah, sure. I think very generally and simply put, yoga is just a way of life. Like for me, yoga is just a way of life. It's not something glamorous, not a fad. It's not something episodic either. It's a day-to-day. In Sanskrit, actually, the true literal meaning of yoga means to unite. So it's the harmony of essentially the body, the breath, and the mind, and um, which is how the yoga practice is is structured. In in fact, I think one good analogy is like we have five sensory organs. Um, Yoga has five different layers. Mm-hmm. And the yoga practice and the curriculum that is at least in a traditional, authentic yoga style, the way it's created, it's addressing those five different layers of the body, which will be great if Dimple, if you can shed some light into the into the five koshas or the layers. 
sure yeah that's really good i'll thank you so much i'll just continue with that so when it comes like we know like physically we can see our five or sensory organs of our body like eyes nose our skin we can visibly see it so when it comes to yoga and the detailed spiritual concepts about yoga we have ancient texts into that so there are five layers of our body which starts from the grosser and goes towards the most innermost layer of your body so it starts with the annamaya kosha that is your grosser physical body which you can see which you can touch that is what your physical body is this second layer goes that your pranamaya kosha that is your breath which is running in you then the last third one goes with the manomaya kosha which is uh, basically your mental state of your body which we can yeah. directly connect with the mental state of your body then we have vijnanamaya kosha that is the intellectual state of your body and the anandamaya kosha is the uh, the state of ultimate bliss where a person comes out of the materialistic needs of your body and some that sort of thing when it comes to a practical concepts so i'll like to explain a bit but not getting into two details about that so anandamaya kosha is like the physical your physical body where we work like for example we work by diet we work by workout so where it comes to physical body according to yoga we apply implicit asanas to that so whatever asanas we are doing it is to enhance your physical body got it so it will be affecting your muscles it will be affecting your tissues and your joints and numbers that is your anandamaya kosha so we are trying to strengthen our anandamaya kosha then it comes to your pranamaya kosha where we go with some breathing practices it might be the breathing practices connected with your postures itself like where we go with synchronized practices and it might be some pranayama pranamic practices where we go with breath control so breath control doesn't mean directly holding of your breath it's like where we first initially train ourselves to manipulate our breathing by ourselves how much we can do it and then later on over the different stages third one is your manomaya kosha that is the mental state of our body which is really really very important to work nowadays yeah so the thing is when we are working now most of us we have some pressure stress some pressure some working load family stress some of the other things but at the end we won't focus for our blood again we have something to go next day and we won't focus what it's happening and 80% of our disease condition starts from your mental state if the mental health is not as stabilized then it comes to the grosser body which will be seen but when you see any sort of illness on your body it's there last from last back your mind is getting affected and because of which it comes there and that is where manomaya kosha is so we go with some meditative practices to relax your stress to cool down your mind and then it helps to strengthen your mental state vidyanamaya kosha and anandamaya kosha is more of detailed philosophical compared to the practical like intellectual body how we will strengthen your intellectual body yeah. so we go with some sort of chanting like whenever we go with some sort of chanting you can feel an instant relaxation going on once you stop you'll feel an instant relaxation in your brain that's yeah. where your uh, vidyanamaya kosha the knowledge state stays and last one is anandamaya kosha when all these four states are balanced ultimately your body leads to the final state that's what the five layers of uh, your beautiful. body is beautiful and and madhu you said yoga is about uh, union right is that what you said like what is the word you yeah. use yeah. so I'm, i'm just thinking for the for the viewers you know the way i would summarize this beautiful structure of yoga answer is yoga is a union it's about union of many forces that uh, a human being has to deal with and when all these union 
when it all comes together, you reach the state of bliss, which is happiness, which is the, what are the last one you mentioned? The, uh, what kosha is that? Anandamaya kosha. Anandamaya. Anandam. Exactly. Anandamaya kosha. And uh, things that you need to align and some bring it together, of course, is things your body, your breath, you know, your, your, your mental state, your intellect, all of this comes together. You reach that state of bliss. And that's the happiness. And, you know, why this connects with me is if you come back to the runners and the runner's eyes point of view, we always talk about that, right? Align yourself, mind, body, and soul. If you want to go for a run and then you want that run to feel as if you're not even running, you are the, which we call it as in the zone running. Uh, we call it as in the zone running because when you run in the zone, you actually don't even realize you're running. Miles just goes by and that's how people finish marathons. That's because they're able to align their mind, body, and soul. And if you think about it, it's another beautiful way. And yoga is actually doing the same thing. You know, they reach the state of bliss where everything gets into alignment and you don't waste your energy, waste on things that doesn't matter. And we're just focused, focusing all of this together. Such a beautiful explanation. Thank you, Dimple. Thank you, Madhu. I would have never thought yoga could have been explained like this because if you had asked me say, three years ago, which by the way, unfortunately, is what uh, the general understanding of yoga for a normal, common man. Hey, you want to do yoga? What do you think is yoga? If you, Maybe that's what you should do, Madhu. Just go and randomly take an interview from, uh, you know, common people. Tell me what is your definition or understanding of yoga? It will be something around, it's about wearing some yoga pants and going for some cool uh, uh, classes and just twisting yourself into pretzel. Uh, and <laughs> come back. You know, uh, and uh, I would say uh, then the, the follow up of that is I can't twist myself into pretzel. I'm not into this meditation thingy. I'm not religious by nature. So I can't be thinking about God and all that. And if that is what I feel yoga is there and I can't go to New York City every time, which I said before. So your explanation of yoga has got nothing to do with all of these things, which is, I think, is an important starting point for this discussion. So Dimple, let me uh, let me uh, ask the next if not dumb question, but a basic question. Now, as a newcomer, when you think about yoga, there is like a whole lot of jargons of yoga just comes crashing onto us, you know. So can you throw some light on what are the fundamental types of yogas out there from a beginner standpoint or even an intermediate standpoint? Does it matter which yoga you have to do? If so, why? If not, why? Some thoughts on that, please. When it comes to this question, it's really... This styles are nothing. It's just we have a root form of yoga. When it comes to text and everything, the postures what we are practicing, there are major 84 postures which has been mentioned in your Hatha Yoga text. So those 84 postures, the way of doing that postures has been changed in different styles. Other yoga stays the same. Yoga doesn't change. The asanas doesn't change. It will be the same only. But the way changes. Like for example, if you are tying a rope and over that if you are doing it, it's aerial yoga. And when you are using some sort of props and going with a detailed alignment, detailed holdings, that is your ayanga form of yoga. But the posture remains the same. It doesn't change. When you go with the flow of your breath as well as when you synchronize your postures with your breathing, it's nowhere like vinyasa. Vinyasa. It's, somewhere, it's completely vinyasa yoga. I see. And theoretically, when we go with ashtanga yoga, ashta anga, that is the eight limbs. Like, for example, as we have limbs in our body, 
even according to maharishi patanjali he is one of the person who has written a text of 195 shlokas through verses so in that it's mentioned that we have eight limbs of yoga not getting into two details about that that are yama niyama asana pranayama pratyahara dharana dhyana and samadhi basically just going into the names this is the way of life complete way of like what should you what you should do in your life what you should not do in your life how should how the asana should be practiced how you should practice your pranayama things like that it's completely a detailed way and when what ashtanga we are practicing physically now it's like more focused towards your breath as well as the flow of asanas so not going into traditional way but from one asana you take one posture and then you release it completely and then we go with the other posture where the ashtanga and vinyasa work they don't simply go in one posture and then release it it's like they will be going into one from one posture directly getting into the other one from second one directly getting into the third one it's like completely a chain which attracts our people and it helps more on your strengthening work strengthening stability balance it works really well for that these are some ways of a uh, practicing and when it comes to an ayanga yoga hmm they are the people they work on the quality more and by using some sort of props like we know very well when you come to a yoga studio any of the yoga class it's not only the first day you can get into the postures very easily you will be bit stiff somewhere your back will be stiff you can't bend completely so what to do at that time at that time you can simply use some props like for example we have a yoga block we have yoga strap mm. so by using this very simple props how you can align how you can feel the correct alignment of your body how the posture should go so in that way that's it what ayanga yoga is so i don't uh, suggest to go with any style of yoga just go with yoga just go with the postures but don't run behind only achieving the advanced postures just try to go into detail about the minute minute postures that is what the important thing is makes sense and to add that's really good Yeah, no, I had a really good point Dimple made at the end, like to answer directly your question for newcomers or people who were trying to figure out which type of class to attend. I would, I would say that I feel that um, I, I do think some of the in some Western countries we do box yoga into different categories. Yeah. I do think our traditional, authentic Indian yoga is like a blend of practices based on what you need. It could be a blend. Hatha yoga is the core, but it could be a blend if you're looking for strengthening, conditioning, add vinyasa flows to it, and ashtanga flows to it, and so on and so forth. Pranayama is woven in throughout. Absolutely. No, I can see that. I can totally. Uh, I, so. i think the answer that i would summarize as i always do after every question is guys as you start the yoga practice first understand that yoga is about unity bringing it together four or five things that we talked about in the previous answer to come and to come to a state of bliss that's really what the 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 larger sort of direction is now that's the road to the destination now you can go in minivan you can go in motorbike you can go in as long as you are in the journey you are in the right journey so instead of stressing over which type of car to take how should the leather upholstery be and all that make sure you get on a car first and start moving towards the destination later on you can figure it out so starting yoga is more important which is 80% is common for any type of yoga and then later on as you get more and more you can figure it out what you need to do depending upon what you want to do 
for a large portion, as I think Dimple rightly said, there are about 84 or so asana. What do you call that? Asanas? That is sort Posture. of postures. That's the base that drives everything. That's the basic operating system that drives all the applications. So don't worry about it. The basic operating system is the same. So you will always have a nice, uh, you know, starting point. Whichever way you do it, you will have that. It's a great way to sort of quickly come to the, uh, you know, uh, the next question here, which is, is yoga therapeutic? Is it just an exercise or is it just something that can also be used? Because uh, Dimple, you mentioned about the 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 uh, diabetes thing. But I want to start this question with Madhu because Madhu, you touched a little bit about how yoga actually solved some of your migraine issues. So I begs the question, is yoga a therapeutic tool as well? How to think about that? So, so definitely, I, I do think there's um, there, there's a big difference. There's yoga instruction, then there's yoga therapy. Yoga instruction is what we traditionally generally know yoga is when we go to a yoga studio, drop into a class, that's generally yoga instruction. Yoga therapy, the way I understand it, is that it's it's science and evidence-based and it's um it's it's generally incorporates postures, breath work and meditation in a special sequence based on what ailment or what health condition you're trying to um, deal with. For me, it was migraine. So it was a certain set of postures, certain set of pranayamas and meditation tactic to deal with it. And some, I would say, very common health conditions that yoga therapy helps with is like blood pressure, diabetes, thyroid, all kinds of body pains. Those are some of the common things. You have to be a licensed yoga therapist to be able to, to, you know, give yoga therapy to someone. Two hour or 300 or 500 teacher training hours is not sufficient. It has a separate yoga therapist. And generally it works best one-to-one. Just because each person needs a different. Different, Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I would say for yoga, yoga therapy. But um, maybe Dimple can shed some light on how the master's curriculum also equipped, like how it is structured from a therapeutic yoga point of view. Yeah. So uh, when it comes to yoga therapy, ma'am, you really said it very correctly, Madhuji, that it was, it's not a person with 300 or 400 uh, hours of some course and we can come and go with therapy. There should be a licensed person to practice that. And to getting that license, it's a complete dedicated two years program, which we have to go with residential way. Where we work first, initially, we go out with the anatomical portion of your body. We learn how your body is, how the functions of your body works. Then later on, it gets into the pathologies of disease. When, because when it comes to therapy, there are some medical conditions, like just as you explained it, mentioned it, it might be thyroid, it might be blood pressure, it might be diabetic. So in every condition, there is some sort of disorder in your regular systems in the body. So, for example, not getting into, but diabetic when it comes. So, it is the imbalance in the pancreas which is happening. There is some cells which are not getting produced and the glucose in the body is not getting utilized. So, it runs in the blood and the sugar level increases. This is what the diabetic is. But in general person, it won't be there. So, we have to learn every medical condition, what is the exact things happening in the body at the same time that we call as pathophysiology. Got it. Okay. And when it comes to yoga therapy, so it's not only just learning the pathology and you can apply the asanas, any of the postures over that. So it's evidence-based yoga therapy. 
it's like we go thoroughly with some of the research articles mentioned in some of the international journals for example that is pubmed google scholar we can find multiple uh, things there so people have done lot of research into the detail lot of research if we can go and search it out we'll get hundreds of thousands of papers published there which we can go thoroughly where they have literally went with the people they have done the trials they have seen how the things are working what are the difference and everything so right. like that the therapy works and going more further it's like the, as a part of our curriculum it was 6 months of hospital training where we went with each and every different sort of disease so we were having some sections into that so for example when it comes to um, so so before we before, before we go deeper into the curriculum because i i, I can see the the arc of you know what needs to happen so you are a yoga therapist isn't it because you have done the msc yeah. program yeah. so the yoga therapist means it is like the physical ther- going towards the physical therapist side of things is that fair to say somewhat like that you know instead of just doing yoga as a exercise like go to la fitness and have a trainer this yoga therapist is like actually you know like how we would go to a physical therapist and try to fix an ailment is that how the yoga therapist can also be viewed yeah perfectly it's it's like that only when it, when a person comes to a yoga therapist they have to go with the diagnosis first we go with the reports and everything and go detailed into what are their needs what is this current situation for their body and what specifically is needed for them to heal with their things Absolutely. so it's not posture your body heals itself so we just supported by some postures breathing practices and okay. all those and which gives a miraculous results in the people Yes, because I why well, I was going towards that is uh, audience. Uh, one of the aha moments for me, which I wanted to say, is that uh, when uh, when we started talking with Madhu, I said, "Hey, listen, I've never done yoga and all. Part of the reason is I have a pretty severe back issue, like slip disc issue, twenty five years ago when I was a young boy, and then ever since then I've been living. As you all know, uh, audience, you all know that my journey there." so i said i don't know i mean i can't do the bending and all i mean back is totally messed up mobility is not at all there flexibility is not there and when i got introduced to dimple and dimple got that uh, she was first talking to me about that like and then i feel in the last 3 or 4 5 sessions that i have done that focus on using yoga to solve focused on the back hip mobility scenario has been a game changer and i can't wait how i'll be 6 months from now because i can see that my back is opening up and uh, you know uh, for lack of a more savory example i never you know audience just i'm just telling you i never could sit in the eastern toilet position never cannot do that like even half of it i will just ridden pain i'll say screw it right because it's almost 25 years since i've ever sat even in india people are not sitting these days i had dimple we talked about it today but today like right now if i go and sit i can sit for at least 1 minute yes it will be discomfort but i can sit for a minute and i know that another 5 6 uh, because i can see the trajectory i'll be able to do that that's a therapeutic change uh, that has happened by just four or five cl- sessions of yoga so i feel very um, you know it's it's something that everyone should think so i know that some people came to me and said i have neck issues i can see how a yoga can help that person I saw somebody said I have a frozen shoulder I can't move beyond this I can again see how yoga can you know if not completely solve it will be able to uh, uh, to help and running causes a lot of knee issues dimple as you know so I yeah. know there will be 
uh, yogas that can specifically go for uh, the kinetic chain strengthening, which is very important for running. So I think there's a lot that uh, yoga for runners and athletes and the therapy. So that's my next question. Is that fair to say when you think about yoga for runners, typically how should a runner and yoga, how will that come together in your mind? It's very important when you are going with any sort of thing, which is constantly stimulating, the relaxation should go by the side. So when it comes for runners specifically, you are always using your hip, your hamstring, your knee joint and your calf muscle, but we never go with the stretches and relaxation of this muscle. So longer a time, if you're doing what the same, the muscle starts becoming very steep. And if it's steep, it has the chances of getting teared up easily. So we feel like, okay, now my hamstring has been teared. I need to take rest for 15 days at least. There is a lot of pain in my hip. I need to take rest. That is where yoga plays a very important role. So every day, if you can go with some sort of practices, which are more focused towards that specific region, even though if you don't want to go into completely body, but if you can focus specifically your back, your hip, your hamstring and your calf, never you will feel the pressure towards your knee and your ankle joint. If you are working on the really very well, your joints will never be harmed. So that is what yoga really plays a very important role. The stretching part really plays a very important role for recovering with that. Exactly. So you brought up a beautiful point in our side discussion. Would love for you to share that thought about strengthening and going to gym type of uh, muscle what you do, muscle workout you do versus yoga. Throw some light on that, please. I feel I felt that was a great point. Yeah, I think. So I think this is around as we go to the gym and we work out, we do strength training and so on. And there's, there's a general perception that you do strength training in the gym and yoga is for relaxation. So I just wanted to draw that, you know, analogy here that when we go to the to the gym and we're doing strength training, there's certain types of muscles that we are working. And yoga, what yoga, when we complement yoga with that, I think it's the flexors and extensors. Maybe Dimple, you can share more details on the technical side of it. When we lengthen the mess muscles with yoga, it also helps the, the strengthening and conditioning practices, just like it would for running or any other athletic practice. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything to add on that side of things? Extension. Yeah. So flexion of a muscle and extension of a muscle. So flexion of a muscle is like shortening of your muscles. So just for example, if you're doing a bicep curl, You'll just curl it and the muscle gets shortened up. That yep. is what the flexion, it's happening a flexion of muscle. And yoga works more of over towards the extension of your muscle. So when you're simply flexing a muscle, there is very much chance we need to extend it to be, make it again towards the normal state. But when we come to a gym, we just go with the flexion of every muscle to train it and pump it. It really looks good for a person like when they go to gym, okay, now my hands are like this, now I'm not able to stretch, but it looks good. But after a longer time, what happens, you can't even stretch your hands. You will be like this only. Your shoulder will start curling somewhere. So it gets steep. So yoga works more on the extinction part, when the lengthening part. So once you lengthen your muscle, it becomes relaxed and your body posture remains the same what it is naturally. We don't adapt any sort of different body posture because of the exercises more. So this is how yoga works on the uh, like extinction part a lot. Absolutely. And and uh, and runners, let me throw in some running coach concept, thought process on this because it's it's a very fascinating field. So uh, in, in various of my messages, if you think about it, I've always zoned in on running is a sum uh, output of your muscles in your kinetic chain expanding and contracting. 
that's really what the brain is sending the signal for the muscles to expand and to contract and that action of expansion and contraction is what is propelling you forward that's running at its core now if you connect that thought process with this you can do strength training and other training and running itself is giving you the expansion a contraction but we say hey, you got to stretch you got to stretch you got to stretch and if you don't stretch you will injure because we want the mus- the muscle brain connection to ex- to do the stretching properly the expansion of the muscles properly so that it can contract like a, you know like a spring coming back with larger force and you get a better uh, kinetic power to move forward so extension of muscle is important right we know that that's the second sort of corollary of that statement now comes the third point which just dimple and madhu talked about is yoga is about giving you that extension training that will help you in the next running position because your muscles are used to getting extended but the fourth point that we haven't talked about which i experienced personally is when you expand the muscle what ours we don't teach in dynamic stretching is that you focus on breathing as well because when you expand the muscle the muscle needs a lot of oxygen to remain in the state of expansion you know and yoga by its very the five things we talked about breathing coming together muscles coming together it also dimple has focused and forced me to keep breathing when i am in those pretty amazing uh, positions and i realize immediately that when i breathe which is my immediate reaction is not to breathe hold my you know somehow hold the position and hold it and she sees that and says no no bala please well, you know start breathing and i suddenly feel my muscle is getting able to hold the position better that means you're able to expand your muscles better that means you are in the stretching position better so it's actually powerfully connecting all of this together to the extension portion of it thereby contraction will be better thereby your running will be better scientifically i can connect these things together from a running coach standpoint as well as a yoga practitioner standpoint wonderful uh, explanation thank you uh, thank you for that guys um let's step back for now you know we we just had a good i know that we can have another maybe couple of hours of discussion in this because i know we barely uh, touched the surface but madhu i want to i want to make sure that whatever i have experienced it thus far you know i want my runners to experience it too yeah and i know that uh, we have had a good conversations about what is it that we can do but before we do that why don't we talk a little bit about your company what is it that they uh, it does and then we can talk about uh, some of the cool offerings that uh, you know we have discussed that we can give to our, our runners yeah absolutely so uh, fitness kriya the name of the company is fitnesskriya.com the the vision we have that the team at fitness kriya is is essentially connecting the western world with amazing teachers like dimple who are very highly qualified have university degrees in yoga um for one to one private classes that can be customized for them and you know they can get all the benefits of therapeutic yoga customized but at very affordable prices i do want to emphasize that that um i in 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 us there's no dearth of yoga there's a lot of yoga yoga is a household word on these days lots of yoga studios um but again it's group classes mostly it's studios the one to one benefit is is very hard to get from that and if it is available it is a very high uh, ticket it's a price ticket it's 50 to 70 dollars an hour so people t- tend to think of those as packages like a six pack or a 12 pack i'll do it then i'll do it by myself and then you lose the accountability so we are trying to bring this same experience at a 
price point so that people can make it a way of life. What I benefited, my migraine went away. Traditional medications did not work. I went to neurologists. I went, I took so many packs of steroid. Nothing worked. I was ready to file for disability. Nothing worked, but this worked for me. So I feel that's a gap, which I just want, you know, everyone to experience it. So that's hence fitness Kriya. And uh, that's beautiful. beautiful And as a early user of fitness Kriya, there are some points that I want to also share from my side, from my experience standpoint. Uh, So folks, uh, first of all, fitness Kriya was introduced to me by my, my best good friend. You are our legend, Sonia. (laughs) Okay. And uh, she said that, Hey Bala, you got to try this. I I, I did all kinds of crazy training for my, this uh, bad water marathon. And this helped me to recover. And when Sonia says that, it means something. Because, uh, she, you know, we, she's different. Uh, and so I said, I'll definitely try Sonia. So my experience is, I would, uh, Madhu, if I, if I, as your user, if I have to bring out three wonderful things about fitness career. Item number one is the, the concept of one-on-one, which is incredibly important because it is not one size fits all for yoga. Because it is Surya Namaskar, I know it from when I was a five-year-old. I've been doing my own way. And just recently, after Dimple only, I realized that, my God, I got to move this thumb here. Then only this value <laughs> comes in and my body is putting the toe to that side, you know. Small thing like that, which completely messes up the use of uh, Surya Namaskar, for instance. And I realized that in certain positions, my body doesn't allow me to do the full rotation. So I kind of do something else. So then immediately uh, I I see Dimple says, hey, don't go for so much, go for this one, which is adjusting the, uh, the uh, my body to what is possible. It's not a one, it need not be a zero, you can be a 0.5. What that 0.5 is, only a coach can see live uh, and then uh, make those adjustments to bring that, for, that's what I experienced that one-on-one. What one-on-one means, this is what my experience has been. Customizing the knowledge to you live, it's important life. Just giving a, a big uh, uh, lecture is not going to help me. Actually telling me, move this thing there, move that thing there. You know, that type of stuff is really helping. That's one I already experienced. Now, second thing, folks, I did is I asked Madhu, before I do this, I want to experience not just one. Because it's possible that just one person is amazing and then rest all are like, you know, just uh, sort of learning their tips. The I want to experience as many and I've till now experienced four. And Madhu has promised me that she'll introduce me to maybe another, how many hours are there? I will keep my experience again on this side. One common thing I saw across all of them, they're all not, they are more towards the yoga therapy material. Like they're all like sort of trained in, in this as a, from a college and all that standpoint. Uh, they are not only good practitioners, they know the theory behind it, which is very important. So they're going towards the therapy side on that continuum, not just a teacher, but a and, the yoga, that's a, and that's shown through in all the four or five examples. All of them are good communicators, which is very important. When you are on uh, Zoom and uh, that kind of, you need to communicate well. Otherwise, uh, you, you know, it becomes, uh, you know, surgery successful, but the patient died. You know, we did the yoga, but nothing really happened because we are not able to understand each other. All of them. So that's a good, good thing. A coach is important to communicate properly. I saw that comment. So kudos to you, Madhu, for maintaining a certain level of quality with the four or five folks that I saw. And then the third one I'm seeing, which is also important at price point, right? The price point is important because quickly it can add up. If I have to do eight classes at $70, $80 a a class, uh, you are looking at like some 
pretty amazing number and i'm like i know sorry it's okay i don't need to be that flexible for 600 dollars a month you know <laughs> it's okay i've lived for 20 years without being flexible i'll continue to be inflexible with my body but i'm at least having a flexibility of having some cash in my pocket right so <laughs> so i think you really addressed that right but uh, so i really think these three package a one on one personalized with high end yoga instruction talent uh, that can customize you to your needs with a, a decent pricing which you're going to talk a little bit about it uh, and even the tech platform is also i would say as a fourth item which is very convenient to use uh, it's just a beautiful and maybe i have some suggestions which we'll talk on offline to make it even more i mean i'm a, at the end of the ceo of a tech company so it goes through that a little bit so i do think it's a wonderful uh, service you're providing uh, madhu congratulations for this idea i only wish you all the very best and i hope that our runners will also experience the same goodness that i experienced in the last four or five uh, five sessions so in, on that let us talk about that you know what can we offer to our runners what are something special that can offer to runners why don't you enumerate a little bit about that yeah yeah sure bala so we would would love like in the spirit of spreading this and you know helping as many people as we can um so uh what we would love to offer it's as a very exclusive offer for um your running group would be the three free classes usually the standard um for fitness kriya is we have one free class to try and uh, you know then the um, the the paid classes start so we would like to offer three free classes with no obligation and um, we would also like to offer a lifetime discount of 10% what i mean by lifetime is as you sign up for a subscription plan so let me take a step back the way way a model pricing model works it's a monthly subscription with a 28 day billing cycle and you can choose a plan to do 2 days 3 days 4 days whatever it is but every 28 days you you get billed so in that 28 day cycle we would offer a 10% discount for the lifetime until you cancel if we, if we go through the runners i uh, sort of the for the runners i runners yeah we will, uh, we will be providing a unique code and a unique link and only through that um we would get the special offer we 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 never had an offer like this it's a it's it's an offer specially just for the runners high group that's amazing and just for uh, you know for people i'm sure, first of all thank you uh, you know for three classes no obligations uh, you know nothing else i would like all of you to go and try the three classes okay no obligations because it's also about spreading uh the goodness why only trying no amount of these podcasts is going to help it it helped me only when i started doing it i really hold on okay now i now i'm a believer so i would like all of you irrespective of whether you want to do it or not just go and try it out. do and check it out first that's the right thing to do to start with thank you thank you so much for uh, uh you know giving us a 10% discount which is what other partners have given as well to an already low starting point because i remember you said that was your business model so cutting off 10% from there means you're actually you know really i know that you probably are going very close to the scrapping the bottom kind of a thing but even with that let's say for someone who is doing two classes or eight classes in that 28 day period what does pre 10% post 10% on a per class comes to on an average approximately yeah the the post 10 it depends on what plan you take but roughly give or take it's around $15 per class it's lower than that of a group class today like if you drop into a group class with 20 people generally depending on where you are is 20 25 that will come to post 10% discount roughly i would say 15 dollars per class so 15 dollars per class is what at the end of the day the bottom line is that uh 
seventy dollars. You remember we talked about sixty and seventy, and you're talking about fifteen one-on-one, direct to your house, professional therapist level uh, yoga with an awesome communication, customizing the need for you with an ob- with a no obligation. Try and then you can always uh, you know after some time if you don't like it, I mean still we are friends. Uh, we'll continue to do what we have to do. On top of that, folks, on top of all of that, I had a, I was sort of challenging Madhu. Hey, Madhu, let's do something more. You know, we want more, we run as more. And she said, yep, let's do something more. And we are currently thinking. We're working through and as with Rana's eye, we will do execute fast. We don't like keep thinking, we'll execute. We'll also think about offering a group class, which will be, you just come, join the group class. No expense for you. We will take care of it from our side. So uh, is that fair to say? Is that a fair? Uh... Yeah, absolutely. I, and that's a nice thing because it helps to build community also. Like like we have the one-on-one classes, whether you do one-on-one or not. Group class, regardless, is just a nice community builder. And yes, we would absolutely be honored to offer that. We just, it's in the works. I would say it'll take a few weeks, but definitely we would love to bring that for this group. So we can do some group classes where we have one instructor is not instructing to any one particular person just playing through for, you know, I'm sure Dimple has done this many times live. She'll probably do it uh, on, on online as well. We all just follow through. It'll be fun to see everybody in all yeah. kinds of bad positions and we feel good about <laughs> I'm better than that person at least, you know? So yeah. we can do that. different things like hip opening one day and then, you know, hamstrings, stretch. Like we can just create themes more around yes. what benefit the dance. Yes, thing. absolutely. Yeah. We'll, we'll do that. And also, guys, uh, this is some question I'm going to ask myself and answer it. So I'm sure you have this because, hey, Bala, then how does it work with our running program? Because we also have a strength training and all that. So is how does it go? So here is what my thinking is, folks. Think of yoga as a recovery thing. Think of that because it recovers. You remember the extension thing that we talked about? It's a recovery item. Sonia said the same thing, if you remember. So it's not that, uh, you know, one over other. So my suggestion is, that's what I'm going to do. Test it out. Hopefully it will work. I think it will work. Two classes a week you should take which is one-on-one customized to you. And I'm going to work with Madhu on the side. And, you know, I'm suggesting two classes a week you take and take homework for another three days. Like uh, do it for not one hour, but, you know, I'd ask the instructor to give a 15, 20 minutes. Hey, every day, 20 minutes, you do this, just practice this kind of thing, which is what I did. And today Dimple saw that I've improved because I was trying that. Um, so three days you practice, 20, 25 minutes of practice of yoga, which is a good thing. You remember, it'll take you to happiness. So it's always a good thing to focus on becoming happy. And then two classes, two times, do nothing. So in a five-day period, if you think about it, you have about four days of run, one long run. I think post-long run recovery stretch, which is what, recovery yoga is what I'm going to do. So that is one day. And then the remaining uh, uh, six days, one day is off completely for both running and yoga is off. So you have five more days remaining. Three days you will run. And in that three days, do uh, two days of that recovery uh, type of yoga thing that I said. So you have three days of yoga is already done. Add one more day along with the strength or mix it with the strength day. So in that way, it's totally doable to do two focus, maybe one on the Monday when we don't give you anything. You can do a good one hour session with uh, with uh, you know Monday probably or something like that. And you can do one over the weekend, uh, post your long run or pre long run. Could be anything. You can try it out. This is one approximately and we can learn together. How this can go to, you know, I was also talking to Madhu about how do we synchronize this with the season. All of things to, to come. Okay. But the goal here is let's start with a three week, three day, test it out first. Whether it works for you or not, whether whatever I'm saying and we are saying makes sense or whether we are like, you know, just saying something it doesn't, you don't even believe in it. That's fine. It happens. So check it out first. 
If you like it, use our 10% phenomenal discount offer that has been given to sign up for a class and uh, check it out. I'm sure Madhu will help you out with connecting with the right, uh, uh, you know, basis, your timing and the needs and all that. Check it out. And after that, by which time we will figure out the group thing, a group uh, offering so that in that way, that is also there. Some of our coaches have already started. Coach Suja, Coach Srivatsan have done the same and they have uh, they are really happy with uh, what they're experiencing. So we have three coaches saying this right now. And uh, Coach Mo is also an ex-yoga practitioner, as you know, all know. So, you know, I, I really think it's a net positive prime to do this. And uh, let's build some cases and we'll see where we land uh, as a runner. And then uh, hopefully we reach a point where suddenly we see our runners killing their runs and then me and Dimple are fighting. It's because of me or is it because of Dimple that they're killing their runs? We'll, we'll come to that happy place shortly. Uh, but have I summarized that well, Madhu, in terms of the offering? You've summarized it beautifully. Thank you. Awesome. So I'm assuming we will send a link a short, yeah. uh, at some point uh, right after this. And then uh, they can just click on that and just go through the, the, the flow of things. Yeah. Uh, Dimple, uh, my coach, yep. yoga coach, thank you. Uh, thank you for all the knowledge and uh, it's it's been an amazing experience chatting and learning from you, uh, not just today, but also in the classes. I, 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 I really hope to continue this. Any last few words from you and we can talk and then we can bring this to an end. I'm, I'm really very thankful for getting this opportunity actually because most of the time when it comes, it's just a person wants to recover from the medical conditions and don't want to get into the postures of yoga in a detailed way. But really, by my side, it's like you're really a very good student, very much like whatever I'll be saying, you follow it very sincerely without any sort of keeping it even a doubt. And the most appreciating thing is, even though if you're taking two sessions a week, but next days you will be keep on following that. I can see in the next session, the difference I'll be able to see, notice very easily in next session that at least the other days you have practiced not even one hour, but at least 30 minutes or something. That's really, really very appreciated. Thank you. Thank you, Dimple. And I'm really very happy even to be the part of Fitness Priya team where I'm getting this opportunity where I can apply what I want actually. Because when it comes to a group class, you can't present yourself that well when it comes to one-on-one. One-on-one is like most of the focus in one person, a complete roadmap you'll be preparing for everyone. And then you'll be working on that roadmap without missing any of the things. So that's really good. Thank you, Dimple. All the very best for your PhD. Uh, thesis Madhu? No, thank you again, similar. Thank you for the opportunity, Bala. It has been amazing. Thank you for your support. And I wish all the best to all the runners and, uh, who are listening. Thank you, Madhu. And thank you, Dimple, again uh, for uh, being our special guest. And let's hope for the best for our runners. Thank you so much. And have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye. Thank you. You too. Bye.